ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. Welcome back into Orange Nation. Stephen Fonte to my left. Mario Sacco to his left here on ESPN Radio. Syracuse and Utica, Rome. Artist of the day, Mac Miller. Ladders off his 2018 album Swimming. It was his first platinum album, and he performed this very song on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. All right. Uh, we've got uh, Thad Brown set to join us here from WROC in Rochester. As promised, we're going to talk Bill's Bengals here. Uh, Thad, before we get into this matchup Sunday, I do want to just revisit the Miami game uh, quickly. And we know it's playoffs and it's survive in advance, and it doesn't matter how you win. You know, we heard Josh Allen say it doesn't matter how you win, even if you win ugly, all that matters is you win. Um, with that being said, we've seen this team throughout the year, you know, they, they let lesser teams hang around and I know Miami's pretty good but the Bills jumped out to a big lead they let them hang around that turned into a stressful game any were there any red flags or anything alarming from that game for you or is it simply you know uh you got the win you move on to the next one and all as well Oh, they turned it over three times. I mean, that's that's simply 70 red flags. That's the biggest red flag you can think of. I mean, you know, you're not going to win three more games in this postseason turning it over three times. And not only was it three turnovers, but, you know, Josh Allen fumbled two other times beyond that. I mean, you know, this game came down to a fourth and sixth play at midfield, Miami down three. You know, were it not for a, a, a fumble recovery by Spencer Brown, you know, the Dolphins would have had first and ten in Buffalo territory down three in the fourth quarter. So, um, you know, this game, you know, had not only the Bills, you know, kind of escape you know, by the hair of their chinny chin chin. But, you know, there were other opportunities beyond how this game already went where Miami could have won it. So, um, you know, look, I've covered this team, you know, last couple of years, and there's been a couple of seasons where it's been, you know, week after week of, yeah, they won, but this doesn't look good. Yeah, they won, but this doesn't look good. Those things that don't look good eventually do bite you in the playoffs. So, again, if the Bills keep turning it over at that rate, you know, they're not going to win a Super Bowl. Someone's going to beat them. You know, it might not be this week, but, you know, at some point someone's going to play a good game against you and, and, you know, and takes advantage of those and makes you pay for those turnovers. So, you know, that has to, you know, get better going forward. Fat, I know this was brought up in Sean McDermott's uh, press conference the other day asking about, you know, can you take anything from such a small sample size in that Cincinnati game? Can you take anything on how the way the Bengals are trying to attack uh, Buffalo maybe uh, this weekend? Um, I mean, I think they tried to attack them the first time because they have a really good quarterback and great receivers. And if I were them, I would probably try and do that again, you know, because it's, it's, you know, it is what they do, you know? And I think that was one thing that, that Sean McDermott said when I talked to him about that, you know, during the press conference yesterday about, you know, how you handle this weird situation where, you know, you, you made a game plan for the Monday night game and then you use like 15% of it. So do you have to totally, you know, reconfigure a game plan for this week? And one of the things that McDermott said at the end of that conversation was, look, you're going to be who you are. And I think that's what the Bengals are going to be. You know, their, their fastball, their A game is Burrow to Chase and Boyd and Higgins. And, and that is going to be how they attempt, you know, to win this game as well. And, and, you know, there's a good chance they'll have a good amount of success with it because they have a good amount of success with it against everybody. And in order to have success, they, they obviously, you know, need protection for Joe Burrow. And that's been, uh, you know, an issue for them, all the injuries along their offensive line. And, and you know, they've got they've got three guys banged up in particular up front. How, how big of a, of a matchup is that? And do you think that is the biggest matchup in this game? You know, whether or not the Bills can put some pressure on Burrow, given that they're, uh, you know, not 100 percent along that offensive line. 
Now, getting pressure on the quarterback is, is always a big part of any game, you know, when you have quarterbacks at this level. And, and I'm going to probably be on an island on this, but um, I don't think this is a primary thing for the Bills to focus on, mainly because I don't think they're going to do it. You know, they just had a game against Miami where the Dolphins were missing two offensive linemen and the third one was banged up. And their front four was invisible for 90% of that game. So I don't know why I'm expecting that same front four to suddenly get pressure in this game, you know, where, where they have an opportunity. Now, you know, you can still get pressure, and, and I think the way the Bills will do it is, you know, since you don't have the personnel to win one-on-one, even against an offensive line with, with backup pieces in multiple spots, what you can do is throw a lot of blitzes at them, or throw a decent amount of blitzes at them. Make these guys who have not been together in the same front five have to communicate, have to work together, have to pick things up on the fly, and, you know, more often than not, or at least enough times, you're going to get some confusion, you're going to get guys missing assignments, and you're going to get free runners, which is what the Bills did to Miami. So I think that'll be the game plan again against Cincinnati, you know, A, you know, blitz. And, and the other thing the Bills have when it comes to blitzing is what I think is the best blitzing linebacker in the NFL and Matt Milano. So unleash that guy and then hope that your secondary plays at or close to the level they did against the Dolphins because against Miami, Trey White and Taron Johnson and even Kyrie Elam were really, really good. And if you can get 80, 85% of that plus a good day blitzing, then you'll create enough havoc, you know, in front of Joe Burrow to give your offense a chance to win. Can you take anything then, Thad? You, you talk about them, you know, maybe blitzing more in this football game. When I watched uh, how Baltimore uh, attacked Cincinnati, they kind of sat back in zone and said, you know, we're not going to give up the 30-yard pass, complete that 5- to 10-yard one in front of us. Do you see that them trying to play that, so to say, uh, against the Cincinnati team? Yeah, I think the bill. I mean, look, this is what the Bills do in general. It's kind of zone up, and, and you know they don't want to give up the big play. And when it's Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer safety, healthy Jordan Poyer, they're really good at it. Now, you know, this game's going to be you know banged up Jordan Poyer and Dean Marvel, so it's going to be a different situation. Um, you know, but that that is certainly you know how the Bills will begin. You know, when it comes to their defensive game plan, um, I think you might see a little more man because um, Kyrie Elam is that guy that can that can press people and, and play physically. You know, with bigger receivers from both the size and, and speed perspective. Um, but you know, I think the Bills defense is generally going to do what they did against Miami. You know, and and you know, be physical, be smart in zone. You know, attack with blitz when you can. And you know, I think the other thing in this this Bills defense has been considered high level or elite most of the year. I mean, we're at a point now where the offenses they're going to play, it might not matter how elite your defense is. You're going to give up 25, 30 points. You know, the, the goal here with this defense is to, to limit the damage, maybe force some turnovers, force some mistakes, give your offense some short fields as the Bills did against Miami, and, and you know, win this game 34-30 or something in that, that realm. You know, Thad, I'm, I'm glad that we're talking Bills-Bengals and, you know, we've been talking for 10 minutes about football and, and not about what happened because that means there was a happy ending to what happened uh, that night in Cincinnati. Um, I do want to ask you about that, though, because, you know, th- that was a night that I'm, I'm sure is going to change, you know, those guys' lives. Everybody was on the field that night. So a couple questions about DeMar Hamlin. Do we do we know, is he going to be at the game on Sunday, and and I guess how is everyone associated with the team, and and maybe with the Bengals? I know you don't cover the Bengals, but how is everyone handling the fact that they're going to see each other on the field for the first time on Sunday since that happened? And I would assume it's going to bring up a lot of emotions and a lot of feelings for for guys on both sides. Yeah, at least what the Bills have talked about with that is is certainly you know there is a, a little reminder of what happened, but because the outcome has been so positive, and we're to the point now where you know Sean McDermott said yesterday that Demar Hamlin is in the building on a daily basis now. He's not doing 
any football stuff, but he's at least around and you know people can see him and talk to him. And and because everything, the the health situation with Demar Hamlin is so good, the team feels so positive about that that any negative feelings or any I think worry about you know having a flashback to that night, I don't think there is much of that. Now, it doesn't mean that when those guys get on the field across from each other, there might not be something else that they aren't feeling yet or, or maybe don't expect. But I think that DeMar Hamlin is in such good shape that both teams and guys on both teams can just play this as a, as a playoff game and play football and, and, and move forward. Do, do you know if he's going to be there? Do we expect him to be there for the game? I, I do not know. I would lean no. Um but it certainly would be the perfect game to bring him back because, you know, um, if you bring DeMar Hamlin out and he waves to the crowd and everybody gets excited about it, it would be perfect because it wouldn't just be Bills fans and Bills players. It would be the team on the other sideline that's just as excited. I mean, I would think the Bengals would, would get just about the same lift that everybody in the stadium would. So it would be that rare opportunity where literally every breathing human in the building would be excited to see him. So it would be um, a great moment. I think it really is something that would be up to DeMar and, and how healthy he is. And, you know, look, I mean, I, I don't want to, you know, pretend to be a doctor here, but the the problem was a cardiac arrest, um, and it would be, you know, quite an emotional and, and, you know, a thing that I would think to have everybody cheering for you, it would be something that would impact the heart. So I, I don't know, you know, how healthy he is to to want to deal with something like that. I mean, he has been around the guys, so you know, he, he is getting out of the house and stuff. But you know, hanging out with guys in a locker room on a Tuesday is way different than Sunday at twelve fifty seven when eighty thousand people are hyped up for a football game and you know want to cheer their heads off seeing you uh, in public for the first time. Yeah, well said, well said, Ted. Yeah, we talked about the injuries on the Cincinnati side. Uh, how about for Buffalo? Uh, McKenzie coming back in this football game or? Uh, Injuries to keep an eye on for the Bills. Talked to him yesterday. He seemed like he thought he was pretty good to go. He thought he was about 90%. Um, didn't run on Wednesday because the Bills only had a walkthrough, but he said he was good to go on Sunday. Um, otherwise, you know, the Bills are, are pretty healthy. I mean, this is, you know, whereas the Bengals have been losing offensive linemen every week the last few weeks, um, the Bills are just getting healthier. I think Jordan Phillips has a good chance to play. He didn't play against the Dolphins. Um, so, you know, everybody who's available, you know, except for, you know, Micah Hyde and, and likely Jamison Crowder, um, you know, will be good to go for this game. So the Bills in a pretty good spot here. All right. Lastly, Thad, uh, what does your gut tell you about this game? Who, who wins and why? So for the Monday night game, I had the Bengals for three main reasons. Number one, they were home. Number two, their stars were healthier. They were in better injury shape. And number three, their coaching staff, I trust them better in a big spot. You know, they've won road playoff games. The Bills, on the other hand, have 13 seconds on their resume. For this week, the Bills are obviously home. And although the you know Jordan Poyer isn't any healthier, Micah Hyde's not playing. The, obviously, the Dolph, the Bengals' offensive line situation makes them probably a little bit more on the negative side of the injury situation. So uh, I'm going to go with the Bills. You know, I, I think I'm going to probably pick that 34-30 score. Um, I think Josh Allen does just enough. I think they create just enough havoc to cause Joe Burrow a problem. And I, you know, I will say that you know we could talk for three hours. We could do the duration of your show from now until the end of Friday, with different angles and nooks and crannies of this game. And what it'll probably be decided by some bounce, some call, something we don't expect. You know, and maybe the weather. I know the the rain right now is predicted to be a factor in this game um, because these teams are so talented. It's so close. I mean, it's a coin flip game. It's the type of game that you know me as someone who's going to be on the sideline with a camera. I can't wait. I mean, this this is the game I've been. Waiting waiting to, to watch in person all year long. Um, so picking a winner, I mean, I know it's kind of the job I got to do it. I'm going to go with Buffalo, but 
it, it, it's going to it can go either way. And I think the thing that decides it will be something that we are not thinking of right this second. All right. Great stuff as always, Thad. Appreciate you coming on and enjoy it. Uh, good luck this weekend with your coverage. And uh, hopefully we're talking Bills football again next week. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, I, like I said, it's going to be awesome for me no matter who wins. I just being on the field for that Chiefs Bills game last year that was that was like a high that I want to have again, and I'm hoping to get it on Sunday afternoon. All right, just Should like be beating me in golf. That thanks, <laughs> pretty, pretty exactly same thing. Same yeah. high as beating Mario in golf. All right, uh, thank you, Thad, for coming on. Uh, our good friend Thad Brown joining us, uh, and with that, we'll take our final time out. We'll wrap the uh, show up right after this on ESPN Radio.